South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. Well, if the 2023 trade deadline taught us anything, it's that second round picks don't exist. Welcome to the trade deadline edition to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadium scene.tv network, and we are not happy. We're Man. depressed as fuck. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Connor coming in hot. This shit stinks, Adam. I know. I'm fuming. I think it's safe to say that the fan base leading up to the deadline was divided but not in a hostile way one was team tank and i believe you and i were on team tank Mm -hmm. the other half would be on clutching to 2018-19 season would you disagree i think that's a very accurate statement or the feel of the 2018-19 season yeah that's 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 also fair too i think i think you can put both of those subsections into one big category and that's been one side um so we're primarily going to be talking about the trade deadline today if not exclusively i'm sure we'll get into projections project predictions and what have you but um it's funny because last week or last episode i should say we talked about the possibility of the raptors acquiring Jakob purtle and i did say i should say reacquiring Jakob Pertl, and I did say that it made no sense, and I don't know why they would do that, considering they're not contending. <laughs> well, here we are. Uh, fucking Adam Stradamus? Is that? Adam Adam Stradamus. Adam Stradamus. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Everyone's like, these guys can't speak English. <laughs> nah, we're not even drunk. Uh, at least I'm not. Um, so Well, I, I might as well be because the shit that I saw today had me feeling like I was hammered. Or maybe Bobby and Masai were. Um, this is so layered because for the first time in my Raptors fanhood with Masai at the helm, I have to question, Yeah, do we trust Masai? So let, let's not get ahead of ourselves only deal that happened was Jakob Pertl coming back to Toronto in exchange for Ken Birch two unprotected seconds which are 25 and 27 I believe 2025 yeah. 2027 Correct. and a future first is it oh no no seconds 2023 and 2025 okay 23 and 25 and the yes. first is 24 26 20, protected 26 or 28 24 25 or 26 okay all top six protected correct okay which we're not getting a top so uh maybe next year. i don't know whatever whatever there's some protection on there and we mm-hmm. get yaka Pertle for two more months <laughs> this i when this trade came down i i mean people that listen to the show know that me and you have a group chat with a good friend of the show, Richard Burfer. Yeah, where is he? And uh, I don't know. He keeps he keeps bailing. He's he's too fo- fixated on Ben Simmons to to want to talk about the Raptors. Um, at first, this trade 
scream to me that if the Raptors are giving up pick like draft capital pick equity for Jakob Pertle, they must be fairly confident that they're going to be getting that plus more back in return. And this, to me, was more of a future move. And this is what we I, I had explained to you because you were sitting there in confusion, as, I mean, I am sort of right now, too. But my thought of it was, well, there's got to be some foresight to this. Hmm. There has to be something else because this in isolation doesn't make sense. Um why why are we trade why are we getting rid of three picks one of them being a f- lightly protective first if the if the uh, from from what we believe the direction this team should be is to sell um this to me says that they are like obviously they didn't trade away any of the pieces and and from Masai Jiri's comments today in his press conference he believes that this team has a chance to compete i don't see it um, Jakob does fill a need for this team, and, and I am happy to have him on this team. I think that there's already a gentleman's agreement in place to extend him, which is why I think they gave up what they did. And that's why I also thought it would be a futures move, because it's like, okay, you're, you're putting Jakob on the books, but you have so many other players that are coming up that need money. You know, next offseason, you have Fred, and you have Gary Trent. The season after, you have OG Ananobi. And then... Two more seasons after that, you have Pascal and Scotty Barnes, a lot of money for those guys, and you're not going to be able to retain them all. Now you add a Jakob into that mix, who's who's due for for a who's due for a pay raise, and now it just complicates things even more. So you figure, okay, well they're probably going to offload then to make this work. They did none of that. Um, incredibly confusing, and still a first round exit. So what do we accomplish in this trade deadline? We Nothing. plugged a hole. We plugged a hole. We did plug the hole, but there's, but the cap situation, the salaries just have a million more holes in the sinking ship. Mm-hmm. And this core, as we have seen together, is not good enough to win. Right. Masai Ujiri called called their play selfish today. He called them a selfish team. Yeah, and you did fuck all to change it. You did fuck all to change it, and and the core of this team is still selfish as fuck. Yeah. What are we doing? Like I, 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 I don't understand, and and it's frustrating because this is so anti asset management. Yeah, it's so anti asset management. I am I am the asset management king. Facts. I stand up on the on the pedestal and I say to the crowd, asset management is so important. Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. are going to walk this summer. They are not. They are not signing their play they're not going to agree to their player options they're going to decline them and they're going to walk what are we doing get some asset back get something back for them otherwise you get nothing back so that tells me that they're probably going to resign one of fred or gary and let the other one walk because they, they probably can't fit both but fuck even letting one of those guys walk is is just a big mistake it's just a big mistake I, I'm I'm so confused and from kind of leading into what you had said before, this is the I've been a massive, massive proponent of this front office. This is the first time where I'm I'm genuinely concerned about what I've seen and, and have and I'm losing some faith in what they're doing. Yeah. 
I, I don't... In a vacuum, acquiring Jakob Pertl, arguably, from what we knew heading into the deadline, arguably, the best rim protector on the market, on the sure. trade market. Sure. But I do believe he was the best rim protector that was traded, but it's you can have a conversation about it. But at the time... Uh, early yesterday morning, we'll say it will say, and today is Thursday. Early yesterday morning, so Wednesday morning, the rumor was Jakob Pertl was on the market, and from what we knew about the players that were on the market, he was the best available rim protector. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Raptors plugged that hole. It's been a huge piece of their uh, roster in general that they've been trying to, um, I guess, achieve. You know, through Precious, um, Boucher. Yep. Birch. Yep. Um, and they got it, which is great. Here's my issue. You have silently, silently said that Coloco, you're not it. I was just thinking that too. You wasted a pick. All right. Thad Young, why did we even bother trading for him? I get it last year trading for him because you want to make that push, but I, in hindsight being what it is, but imagine if we had that quote-unquote late first. We might have another guard. Yep. Our front court is so loaded right yes. now, and we yes. have little to no guard depth that... It's it's exasperated by the fact that Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., to your point, are probably going to walk. Now we have no guard depth heading into the offseason. None. Correct. You still have your 23 first. But what was a lottery pick? It, sh- it should have been it should have been a seventh. You could have if they if they played this correctly, they could have been Six to seven, like somewhere six to eight, somewhere in that range. And and you have a chance to move up at that point. That's my point. Like what was a seventh or, or whatever in that yeah. range is now going to be in purgatory, probably 18, 19, 17 out of the lottery. Because right now they're in a playoff position, play, well, a play in position. They're 10th. Three games under 500. I just don't understand because we have seen that this team isn't one that's going to capitalize in the playoffs with this core. They just can't get it done. They can't get it done in the regular season. They're not going to get it done in the playoffs. And even if they get over the hump in the play-in. What? We're 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 gonna we're gonna wipe the floor with Boston. <laughs> we're gonna wipe the floor with Milwaukee. What are we doing? I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. And the only way to avoid one of those teams is getting into sixth or higher. Currently, the Raptors are four and a half games back of sixth place, which is currently occupied by Miami Heat. Miami Heat are five games over 500. The Toronto Raptors are four games below 
500. That means Four, you essentially okay. have to make up a difference of nine games. I know we look at that. I know we look at that. We say four and a half games is attainable, whatever. You have to pass four other teams, and you have to have <laughs> nine game differential basically at this point. Like let's break let's break it down that way, okay? With twenty ish, twenty five more games to go in this season. Do you really think that this team is going to finish five, uh, 10 games above 500 from this point on? Do you think that they're going to go um, 15? Uh, you think you're going to go like, you know, 15 and 5, 17 and 7 the rest of the way? No. They've shown me, they've shown me no reason for me to sit there and go this team is going to finish the year really strong go 17 and 7 get a 6 get a 6 seed avoid playing one in Boston or Milwaukee and and get fucked in the playoffs like nothing has shown me that so Masai Ujiri famously said play in for what play in for what Masai you are going against everything you said you want to win championships this isn't this isn't how you do it pick a lane man yes Pick a lane. Stop being in the middle. This is this is not picking a lane. This is you being overly trustworthy and overly bearing on your players, on your guys. Overvaluing them in a market that didn't appreciate it. And you hold on to them and you're going to be stuck with your dick in your hand because you don't know what it takes to to like you you don't have what it takes to to blow this up. Blow it up, man. I'm so frustrated. I'm so beyond frustrated. I could not believe what I was witnessing today, especially from an office that I still believe is a very competent front office. I really do. I've just, this has made me lose faith in their vision of this team. And it's like you said, Coloco feels like a wasted pick now. Um, we have no more guard depth. The front court is filling up. The 6-9, six, 6-7 six, to 6-9 experiment. Doesn't work. It doesn't work stop this like it does not work i i get it you tried something unique and innovative it doesn't work you need to go right back to the drawing board and i'm i'm just really as, as a raptors fan i'm incredibly frustrated today i feel like they they dropped the ball on a lot of things that they probably should have done today what also bothers me is that the raptors don't typically operate as a team that likes to corner themselves and position yes. themselves with things yes. that they sort of have to do by doing this, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. This isn't any disregard or a slight towards Jakob Pertl. I think he's going to fit in just fine. Mm -hmm. But you have to resign him now. You have to. Yeah. You, yes. You cannot let a first round pick go plus two seconds. You're not going far in the playoffs. So this isn't a move now it's not like thad young last year thad young you could look at that yep. squad because they were winning and you were saying okay you have veteran leadership and presence and you have some bench depth to to utilize i think this will be good in the playoffs is it going to get them low, over the hump maybe it, it might but you know it, it we'll see what happens this group is meshing well and they that were. move made sense and they that were. Move made sense. And they, yeah. you know, in the beginning of the Philly series, you thought they were going to get swept, and they pushed it. And they, it was a, a valiant effort and one that you could be proud of as a Raptors fan 
at that time saying we could see this building moving forward okay well we were wrong because all here all season you have so much evidence the sample size is no longer small right that adding a yaka purtle isn't going to solve the issue it's not going to be like this is the piece that we need to get over the hump it's not yeah yeah all right so that being said you're not going to make it far in the playoffs you might not even win the game in the play-in tournament right so you might get. They may not. They may not even make the play in tournament. I they're, think they probably one, will. Not. I think that they will. With the, I still do, but they're one game back at twelfth. You're right. Right now, right? Like there, there's that possibility. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm just fine. like, go ahead. No, no, I, I think there's a good chance now that you're going to get into the plan. But even if you make it towards the actual bracket, you're losing. Yes. To Boston or Milwaukee, like. You any are. any one of any one of those play in teams, I give a zero percent chance against Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're gonna tell me that one of uh, the only team I could see maybe making a tiny bit of noise is Atlanta in the group that's currently in this mm-hmm. play in bubble. But I give them maybe two games. Like I think they can maybe take two games from a Boston or Milwaukee just because of you know their their guard play and 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 they're they're a bit of a more well-rounded team for a play-in team compared to some of the others that we see in there yeah um other than that like no you're if if a play-in team beats boston or milwaukee this year i would be incredibly incredibly stunned because those two teams are a class above everyone else right now yeah, and i wouldn't want i wouldn't want to send my team into that battle honestly yeah. like for what for what to to get booted ticket sales yeah it's this is this is a a ticket sales play by mlse shameless i i just don't understand so you have to sell you have to resign purtle have to and the thing is is that when you look at it in the abstract you look at the way the roster is constructed the raptors typically don't go over the luxury tax it's you can't keep all three of Fred, Gary, and Pirtle. Um, I've seen tweets out there that said maybe it could make it work. I don't think it's possible, given the fact that Fred's going to want to get paid. Uh, he's more or less confirmed, signed to Clutch, or signed with Clutch. So he's going to get. He's going to want a bag. I don't know about Gary. There's rumors that. He might take a, a one, two-year deal on the... Yeah. Not cheap, but it's not going to be like an extensive contract. Sure. Okay. But you can't keep all three. And no. then you got to worry about extending OG. And then you got to worry about extending Siakam. This this team this team is in cap hell. That's that's why I'm frustrated, right? right. Like, I think, I think that, like, if there wasn't such thing as a salary cap, then the Toronto Raptors could... Like MLSC would throw a bag at these guys sure. because MLSC have do they do have the money to do it, and and then I would be maybe a bit more inclined to say, look, you know, maybe we can at least sign them, and then at the past their mark next year, if we realize that they're just not gelling or they're not meshing or whatever, then okay, sure, we'll let them go. Like, what's there's no skin off our back because money doesn't matter at this point. It's not our money, and there's no cap. But when it's a cap, it becomes the problem of the fans as well, right? So seeing that we are going to run up against this problem, like you're mentioning, is what frustrates me because it's like they're kind of looking at this like, oh, it's it's a tomorrow problem. No, it's it's a fucking yesterday problem. 
Yeah. Like you need to deal with it. You needed to deal with this today. Masai saying, oh, we, we maybe could have those same deals in the summer. Feels like egregious. Like, I, I don't know. I just like, uh, what are you going to sign and trade Fred for like a second round pick? Okay. Congrats. Like there's no way. How can you? I, I, I Okay. For someone that's so savvy, that has swindled teams, mm-hmm. you're telling me, not you. No, no, no. I'm in the abstract. Hypothetically, yes. You're telling me that you think a full season of OG Ananobi is going to be worth the same as a season and a half of OG Ananobi. So a nope. team today that's positioning themselves to push for a title. Okay, the the rumored teams were like the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, Pelicans, um, Grizzlies, Grizzlies, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, all those teams are positioning themselves. Phoenix before before the, the KD whole, trade. Yeah. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the offseason with those teams? Sure. Who knows if they are even interested? Who sure. knows if they make any other deals? Sure. So you're telling me that let's just say on the table was five second round picks because everybody loves trading that's, seconds now. That's, no, legit. That's the, that's the hot. That was that was the hot commodity. Five Golden seconds. State did it. Five seconds. Yeah. Let's say that was on the table. You think Golden State's gonna be like, no, we could still do that? Yeah, no. like he's not worth it then because theoretically, asset management, he is worth less because more time has passed. Correct. So what are we doing? This is what I don't understand. You're not going to be able to keep them all, and you're literally going to w- let Fred and Gary probably walk for nothing. If not, just one of them is going mm-hmm. to walk for nothing. What incentive does Fred have to do a sign and trade? Zero. The only the only reason Lowry did one was because he genuinely appreciated what every everything that the Raptors had done, and, and basically, you know, made his life easy by him going to Miami, which was the the destination he wanted to go to, anyways, and basically said, "Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll help you out a little bit." Make it work. Yeah. That was it. Fred's from, from everything we've heard about Fred, Fred, Fred honestly is like, he's, you know, I, I give Fred a lot of credit, but he can be very selfish. Like he's going to bet on himself. He doesn't give a shit about Toronto. Evil. He doesn't give a shit about the Raptors. He doesn't care. What, what, why should he though? No, he shouldn't. Right. No, he shouldn't. Like I'm not, I'm not slighting him on this, but why the fuck should he care? It's, um, it just, it baffles me, you know, and, coming from a guy that legitimately and i know people out there are like do you really and i'm like yeah i do i do but i hate the celtics <laughs> no, you actually do no you do and i have said and i like to look at things objectively i try to case in point went into our chat and i said the bait's over lebron's the goat the bait's over that, yeah that was that was crazy i didn't expect that from you because you've over. been team, you've been team MJ ever since I've known you. Yeah. Well, debate's over. I what am I gonna do? Just lie to myself? The debate is over. It's, That's incredible. Hey, congratulations for coming to your senses on that one. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's like when Brady won the sixth ring in New England. Hate that fucking team. It it's over. Like it is. That was <laughs> that was the that was the moment where you're like, it actually can't be argued anymore. You can't. Anyways, yep. I digress. That team. I wanted them to get Pirtle because as much as I hate them, they are a fun team to watch. They would have they been are. so good. They That's are. all they needed was Pirtle. And I'm t- not that I don't enjoy the fact that we stole riches from Boston. 
I love it. But we don't need him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this trade made yeah. no sense unless a follow-up move happened. Mm-hmm. And since it didn't, I'm like, he's kind of being wasted. Yeah. You know? He is. He is. And I get bird rights. You can go over the tax to re-sign them. And, you know, friend of the pod, Jordan, uh, sort of theorized. He said, you know, I think I'm, I'm using, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, yeah. He, along the lines of saying they wanted to make Siakam happy by bringing his best friend back. And look, I love me some yak and skills, but when this has got to be the first time that Masai and Bobby has bent the knee to a player. I don't think, look, I, I get it, and that maybe played some factor into this. And I think we chatted about this in our group chat. I think you sort of brought this up, too. I don't think that they're making this just because of that, right? Like, Not exclusively. I think, no, I, I think that when you start forecasting what the team is going to look like projected costs and salaries, and you take a look at the value of Jakob on the open market, or at least, you know, what he might be willing to accept as an offer in his range, in his salary value. I honestly believe that you're going to get one of the better centers for the dollar when he settles his contract. Now we'll see what he ends up getting. I could, I could be, you know, I could be eating my words, but he's still incredibly valuable. And, he's really good around the rim and does a lot of great things by the basket. And that's all that we've asked for. So that's why I always was saying when, the, when this trade came down, I was like, I think this is a futures play. This has to be a futures play. Like we don't need to pay a center 30 million plus a year. I just don't think that this team needs that because they have enough bigger bodies. We talked about the, the, you know, the six, nine projects, but it's, you know, I think it's 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 definitely a futures play. I don't necessarily think that they did it for Pascal. I think it was an added bonus mm. for sure, especially if you plan on you know trying to make things work with Siakam. It seems like the Raptors, if you're lightly protecting that pick. They're looking for next year and saying we don't even want to be sniffing top six. That, to me, screams they think they're going to be a competitive team next year. With who? I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is why I'm confused. This is why I'm confused, because everything that they've done now, with the deadline being being made, says we are going to compete this year, we are going to compete next year, and we are going to keep competing, and we are not going to take. We're not going to rebuild. Stubborn. I think I think it's incredibly stubborn. And we'll see how it unfolds. We could look back on this in a year and think, wow, were we were we off? But in the moment, I just feel like you needed to pull the trigger on one of these guys. You needed to offload one of these guys. I understand. Uh, I I would I was hoping to see Fred Gary and OG gone because not because I don't think that they're great players. I actually think that they are really good players, especially OG. I love OG, but they hinder your ability to lose games. And at the end of the day, if if we're saying that this team needs to rebuild, you have to pick a direction. And my direction was, let's go down. 
And those guys are good enough to prevent you from going down. But they're not great enough to prevent you from skyrocketing up. So let's not be in purgatory. Let's pick a position. And we were closer to the bottom than we are to the top. And, and there's too many teams at the top that are too good. So that's why it's that's why it's frustrating. But yeah, I, I think I I think that this was not really a play made for Pascal, but a play that definitely benefits. Like it's it's an additional bonus for yeah. sure. Uh, so in chronology, what I think ha- correct me if I'm wrong, but the Jakob sure. Pertle trade happened prior to the KD trade. Am I wrong on that? Um I think I that actually, happened first. I actually think it may be the other way around. Um, let me let me take a look. I can actually just go right to Woj. Sure. And I'm figure sure this that out. Happened first. I was to be fair. I woke up to this trade. Like I was asleep. Um, yeah, it it did happen first. Okay, correct. So correct. I am of the opinion that Masai probably did his homework called brooklyn and said what's going on with kd like what what's going to get a deal done let's let's talk i'm sure every team did or at least sniffing in contention did sure maybe not teams like i don't know detroit or anything but um and you know people are connected the network is connected probably got when like look he's going to to phoenix before A deal was done. Apparently, sorry to, to sure. cut this off, but apparently the Nets didn't talk to any other team other than the Phoenix Suns on a foundation of a deal because sure. Kevin said he wanted to go to Phoenix. Okay. So they honored that. So that's that's a report. I don't know if that's true, but that's that was a report. Let's say that for the sake of argument and theory and fun, that Masai had an inclination that he was gonna go to Phoenix. Okay, so this opens up the East a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, it makes your path to an actual playoff one through seven a little bit easier. Sure, because one team is going to move down. Sure, inevitably one team is going to move down. Right. Sure. And you're looking at the landscape. You should be able to jump Chicago. Yes. Okay. Atlanta. One game. One game back of Chicago at this point in time. Even if you go Atlanta and New York, they push up. That gives you. That puts you in the seven. Right, so you're still in the play. New York or New York or dog shit. Okay, so that's, like that's just, that's just me hating on the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. If you just look at the standings the way they are, you yes. bump Brooklyn down, you move New York up, you bump yeah. Chicago down, you move Atlanta up, you move Toronto up. I don't, I don't, and I honestly don't know if Miami stays there. Sure. I think that their trade deadline was was really disappointing as well. If you're talking about disappointing trade deadlines, I think Miami had a really disappointing trade deadline. Um. There, you know, there's reports of them looking to move on from Lowry. There's reports of them looking to add. Um, they did nothing, and this is a team that was screaming for help, or at least for something. And I feel like they just didn't do any of that. So I think they had a pretty disappointing trade deadline. Sure. And so, all right. So let's let's knock them down, right? Because they're only a half a game up to New yeah, York. Yeah. And so the Raptors say- have a better point differential than there you go. The Miami Heat. So let's say best case scenario, Raptors finished in six. Again. Sure. Um. You look at that, you say, okay, Jakob Pertl can put us there. But then you say, I think what happened was Masai was, you know, canvassing the landscape and saying, okay, Western Conference teams, let's talk. Let's yeah. talk about OG because KD's over there. 
Yeah, He's yeah. in your territory now. So like, let's let's talk about a deal. So I think honestly, it was earlier in the day after Jakob. It was like, okay, if if we stay pat, I can sell it because we can resign him. Yeah, we'll have to worry about the futures contracts later on, but at least we have something here, and it could maybe navigate our path to sixth place a little bit easier. Yeah, I can see that, but still, like. I don't know how you can then, if the rumors are true, how you can justify, of course, in hindsight, you had three first-round picks on the table for OG. Rumored from the Knicks, rumored heavily protected, but still three first-round picks. If you had those three first-round picks and still did everything you did, you don't have to worry about the future. Correct. You could sign Gary Trent. You could theoretically sign Fred Van Vliet. If you wanted to, if you're so obsessed with this fucking core. Plus, you have three firsts, four. Well, no, because you're shelling out Jakob. So you're still getting him. So you have three firsts now. And uh, you're you're building guard depth there. Let me me ask you a question. Sure. Does this play, does this, after this trade deadline, this trade deadline's passed, you look at this team, does this make you more confident that the Raptors are going to trade for Shea Gilgis Alexander. No, what are you trading? OG. With what picks, though? You're already down one first. Mm-hmm. So you would... That is a severe mortgage of your future. Severe. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. you would have to trade... Let's just say, probably, San Antonio is going to get that 24 first. Sure. I don't think the Raptors are going to finish top, be low enough to get a top six pick. Okay. Agree. They might still be in the lottery, but I don't, you know, maybe. Agree. Agree. So the 24 pick's gone. So you're going to trade 25, 27, 29. 29. And, and OG. maybe a swap? No. For 31? OG, OG will... OG was commanding basically three first-round picks on the open market. If you give Pressy three first and OG for Shea, I think it's a fair deal. Okay. So you, you're not drafting a first again until 2030. You're not drafting a first again until 2026. No. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because you're tri- – yep. Okay. Okay. And and then, and then look, like we've seen – we've seen deals where teams have – got in and mortgaged the future on guys look like Brooklyn did that. And then they've been recouped. They've recouped a lot of those picks back with trading like Katie and Kyrie. Right. I think if you're trading for legitimate stars and you're trading those away, barring any massive regression or career ending injury, you can basically get most of them back. I think that I, I think, I think that you're able to, Let's say you do that for Shane in, in two, three years, Shay's like, or your team just stinks, or Shay's like, I want out. You're telling me you wouldn't be able to get three, two to three first round picks back for Shea Gilgis Alexander more closer to his prime than what he is now? Yes, of course you can. Right? Of course you can. So I think I think if you're Toronto, you make the deal for those picks plus OG for, for Shay. I think that it's more, I think with the loss of guard play between Gary and Fred, I think it's more likely now that they are, that they, out of necessity, 
have to explore an option with getting Shea Gilders Alexander. You have to. Right? Like it's it's not it's again you're it would be easier for us if we had gotten assets for a Gary Trent or a Fred. But this kind of goes back to what you're saying. Why would Shea want to play for a team that's shit or that's rebuilding or whatever? So maybe the Raptors are looking and saying, well, we'll look to compete. We'll be in that like, you know, seven, six, seven, eight spot and try to sell it to Shea like you're a piece that we're missing to be a top four team. I'm I'm just trying to put a positive spin on this. I, I don't you. necessarily know if I believe in myself. But there's a world where I could see that level of thought process going through because I would really love to see Shea Gilders Alexander as a Toronto Raptor. So now I'm trying to play this in my head like this could happen. I think that has to be the next move for the for the Toronto Raptors of, of significance. Mm. It has to be. Yeah. It, like if you like if you if you're OKC, right? Your backcourt is giddy and Shea. Yeah. Right? I think you can sell the fact of gathering some more first round picks plus OG to offload Shea and then going balls deep to to really go around that. Because getting a guy like OG is 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 an incredible asset to have plus you're gathering more picks and you can literally just offload a million of them to get whoever you want i i, I could see that where they just retain it like a, a really solid guard or get that stud center that they need or like whatever right um they don't need to have like if, if you're gonna have giddy and you're gonna have og and maybe then you get a really good scoring power forward a really good scoring shooting guard, whatever you decide to be your scorer, then you build out the rest of the guys as, as guys that fit your system, and then that's it. But you can easily attain that with, with picks. Yes. yes. Right? And then you get the defense and the offense with OG. You resign them, and then and then you're set. Yeah, they'd probably extend them on the spot. Yeah. Do you it think... Makes, the move makes sense for, for... I think the move makes sense for both teams. Do you think regard. it makes more sense even though we sort of poo-pooed on the idea, do you think it makes more sense to include Fred in a sign-and-trade? Fred would never want to go to OKC. Either Chicago or Orlando. <laughs> You're right. I think, I, think Fred, I think Fred would be a great fit with... Sh- uh, I, He's from Wichita, right? Is that I know, yeah, he is. Well, he played for Wichita State. Oh, all right, all right. Um, and I, I I can't remember where he's from. He I think he's from Illinois. I think so. so yeah. Um, Chicago would be an interesting fit for him. Look, um, Lonzo Ball and Levine. Zach Levine, but mm-hmm. I don't think Levine returns. So DeRozan <laughs> bringing the band back. <laughs> Good Lord, help you. Um, this is my plan the whole time. As I said, I could I could see a world where they just put Fred as a as a two, keep Lonzo with the one because he's Lonzo's a really good facilitator, and then you have the scoring with Fred. Um, still, still stout enough defensively there. Like it's 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 a good fit. That's that's assuming Levine walks. You play DeRozan at the three, and then you, you move from there, but. 
you know, there's just, Fred gives you more of that shooting on the backcourt that you lose with with Zach. Um, Atlanta, I don't think so because they have Trey and and Murray. Uh, Dejounte Murray. Yeah. So I don't think Atlanta is interested. I don't think the Knicks are interested because of them already having a small king, short king, and Jalen Brunson. Go um, go back to Casey in Detroit. If you voluntarily want to sign in Detroit, I feel for you. <laughs> they definitely I, have the space. <laughs> I actually, I actually feel for you. Like, not only is not only is the team dog shit, but there's there's a lot better cities in the NBA oh, than yeah. Detroit. Yeah, I mean, you can go to so. Orlando. Apparently, you really like. Am I the only one that had a hard on over the fact that we might have gotten Suggs, <laughs> and then the prophecy would have been fulfilled anyway? <laughs> <laughs> we were we weren't wrong we were just early yes <laughs> see we yeah. weren't wrong we were just early um yeah that i don't know i don't know i think i think fred is like between fred and gary i feel like fred would be the one to move on this summer yeah um i don't think like i think if if the front office is going to choose one which at this point now i think that they will and i think that it would be gary just based on the economics of it to re-sign yes yeah yeah i I agree yes um and they'll probably just let fred walk and that'll be a loss like i don't think fred comes back to this team and i feel like you could have gotten something from the uh, apparently the asking price for fred when the raptors were talking to the clippers was terrence mann and picks terrence mann and if in a first and the Clippers said no. Um, and they got bones. Yeah. And then they got the bones. Yeah. But um, still, I mean, fuck, move them for something, man. It's too late. It, it that's Ter- Terrence in five seconds. Come on, you could have done <laughs> I it. I would have done it. I would have too. To- I, I would. I would have been all right with it. To be honest, I like Terrence, man. I think. I think he's good. He's no Fred, but like I think he's good enough. And you're going to find one guy within those five second round picks. I'm sure of it. You're going to find one guy somewhere. You can use three future second round picks to trade up to get to a late first or something on a guy that you really think that you can like. There's just so many more options that you have with that. Uh, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know anything. I'm glad you brought that up because, again, not to keep saying his name in in vague terms, but Rich in the chat brought up that, you know, Masai and Bobby are so good at finding diamonds in the roughs and studs and late in the round. Okay, well, if they're so good at doing that, then you should want those seconds. Correct. So you can exploit the fact that you're able to find these studs and say, oh, you five seconds? You're ha ha ha! These idiot Toronto Raptors taking five seconds. What fucking? These dumbasses. are like five number one overall picks. Yeah, turn them into gold. Yeah, do your thing. Do what you're supposed to be good at. And you know, I not to get all upset again, but I did do it. Outline in the beginning that it seemed like the fan base was divided, tank or clutching onto 2019. Do you think Masai and Bobby are guilty of that? Yeah. You know, we let 
Gasol walk for nothing. Not that we were going to get anything, probably. Let him walk for nothing. Kawhi, it was a gamble. It was down to us in the Clippers. He wasn't, you know, he was, yeah. Um, Surge walked. You know, the uh, we did get things for Kyle. He essentially walked. Right, and that's what I mean. Like, what, Drogic? <laughs> what are we Precious. Doing? And, okay, but we just negated Precious with Pirtle, <laughs> especially if we're going to sign him long-term. I know. You know, who do you believe in, Masai? Do you believe in Boucher or do you believe in Precious? I guess Precious has more of a ceiling, you know, and Boucher hasn't been doing that well. I, I just don't understand. So it, is this front office still clutching on to that core? Like those three core guys of Fred, Siakam, not that I wanted Siakam traded, Fred, Siakam, and OG. What's left? What are we doing? I, I just... I, I'll never forget and I'll always appreciate that, that season. Hell, even the bubble season afterwards. I'll always appreciate that. That was a fun season. Hell, last season was one of the most fun seasons I had since that championship run. So great. But this is business. And sometimes you got to be cutthroat. And sometimes you just got to look at what's on the table and consider maybe I'm asking too much. And maybe rather than walking away for nothing, I need to get something for the benefit of the future of my organization. I want, I don't want to believe this because I admire the confidence but you can't have it both ways. You can't say to yourself, I made a promise we're going to win a championship in Toronto, which is great, while at the same time saying, you can't do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Therefore, we had to trade to Rosen. Which philosophy are you going to operate on? Because it is very rare that both can be true at the same time. And right now, both are not true at the same time. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything you said was correct. I was, I was letting you cook yeah. on that one. Yeah. Because you, you're right. Um, it's very frustrating. <laughs> like, very frustrating. Right. I. I, I yeah. I like I'm I struggle to find the words because when we and and I just said Messiah came out a year or two ago he's like playing for what we're here to win championships mm -hmm. yeah you're aspiring to be play in two years later this isn't winning a championship this team is not winning a championship this season is not about a championship. So what are we doing to, to rectify it? We're bringing in Jakob Pertl. Great. I, like I said, nothing against Jakob Pertl. I really like him. I think, he's, he's a, I think he's a really solid player. Happy we have him on the team. But adding him to this core is going to do fuck all. Right? Uh, and I, I just don't see a vision right now 
the only thing that I'm kind of holding on hope to is that the Raps get Shea Gildas Alexander. If they get right. him, yeah. then then we can start having a different conversation. We're looking, we're going, okay, you got Shea, you got Pascal, you got Scotty, um, Gary, if he's still part of this core, um, uh, Pirtle. Then I can look at, you, you You got guys like Precious uh, coming off the bench, stuff like that. I'm sure you grab a, another guy somewhere in in the draft or whatever, or, or just sign like a mid-level dude to be your, your backup guard or something like that. Right. Like now I can start seeing some pieces being put together. Where the boys are cooking a little bit, but uh, I don't, uh, is, is, is that good enough to beat Boston? No, no, no. Like is that, is that good enough to beat Milwaukee? No. Uh, with Shea? Yeah. Yeah. I think Milwaukee's aging out a little bit. I do, I do, I do too. I just Giannis is not, and I mean he is. Obviously, everyone's aging every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But, but like he's still, he's still Giannis, right? Um, they need to definitely do some some tinkering, and I feel like maybe they're they're due for a slight regression next year. But they're still incredibly talented team. Is that good enough to beat Cleveland? Yes. You think so? Yes. To me, it's debatable. I think I think that we do play well against Cleveland, so I understand that. I understand that that PO, that point of view. Um, Philly, yeah, I think that Pirtle can can really disrupt uh, Joel Embiid. Um, Harden might not be there. Harden might not be there. Correct. Um, Tyrese Maxey's always a problem. Yeah, I love him. He's I I hate that I love him yeah. and I hate that he's on the 76ers because he is a great player. Yeah. Um, but to me, I look like Boston is still a class above everybody else. So that's when the it comes when it comes when it comes to next year. Yep. Because I still think that Milwaukee have a chance this year against against Boston. Bard, I I know that I know that Boston is. I still think Boston's best team in the East. But I think Milwaukee is yeah. a legitimate chance against them. Um, you, you can make the argument. That's it. It's that a two horse. It's a two horse race. Yes. Yes. In the East, that is it. Yeah, and you can make the argument that you could compete with Boston if you add the pieces necessary to do so Correct. next year so Correct. it is possible that if you make the right moves next year you could be that 1b or number two team sure. you could sure. because then assuming Harden doesn't come back all the things we said before assuming all that mm-hmm. but i mean we don't these these are gambles like I, i'd like to think that Masai doesn't know for sure that he's going to be able to trade for shea and, you know, and speaking of knowing for sure, I've talked to my buddy today who's a big Celtics fan, obviously, yeah. given the region. And we were talking all week, and I was like, your move, like I said before, is to trade for Jakob Pertl. Yeah. And I kept saying, I don't know why we're in on him. I don't understand. I don't get it. I hope these rumors aren't true because the Raptors don't leak. That is no longer true, by the way. Um, yeah. I was just, that is, you are a center away. You are a center away. And he's a legitimate center. Don't have to, you know, wax politically mm-hmm. about Jakob Pertl. But mm-hmm. so I was talking to him today and I just kept saying, I don't understand. And he said, you wouldn't have made this move if you didn't have reason to believe he was going to resign. And I said, okay, then why didn't we just not trade for him and sign him in the offseason? Sign him in the offseason. Like, why do you have to give up the capital? We aren't going to do anything this year. Yeah. 
So why not just, if you had reason to believe, and this is the NBA, people talk, Siakam's his best friend. So maybe Siakam's like, yo, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Siakam Prittle, 2023-24 season, wink, wink, sure. nudge, nudge. Sure, sure, you know? sure. And even though San Antonio, would, maybe he would have went somewhere else and they had their bird rights, but maybe, you know, Let's say that Jakob was like, no, Toronto, want to come back home, want to play with my boy. I don't care about the money you think. I want to sign with Toronto. You didn't have to waste the pick capital. The only the only thing I'm going to say about this is the only thing that I've been thinking about that could be the counter argument to this is that you move away from Ken Burch's $7 million next season. And this is a way to offload it. Sure. Okay. Um, that's the only, but so I, you, it's, it's still, you're still paying a premium to, to fucking offload Ken Burgess $7 million, right? Uh, I'm, I understand you're acquiring a talent, but in hindsight, this is a rental for, you're basically, like you said, you're getting two months of Yakupertle for offloading $7 million of Ken Burch and getting rid of three draft picks. Um, I do think that that $7 million of Ken Burch is something worth noting because it does give him a little bit of flexibility next year to, to add another depth piece to this team. Um, saying that, I think that's the only, that's the only reason why I could sit here and justify that is because this allows you the opportunity to move away from that. That's it. That's the only, that's the only thing I have. It's the only sure. thing I have. And, and I'll, I'll give you that. Let's say philosophically, that makes sense. Systematically, yeah. that makes sense. Give me reason to believe or to be faithful in the Raptors' ability to find depth that fucking matters. Because I haven't seen it this year. Didn't really see it last year. Otto, where's Otto? Otto Porter. <laughs> where's Otto? Where's Malachi? Otto, Otto's, t- Otto's taken a well-deserved vacation. Yeah. Boucher? Didn't we re-sign him this past summer yeah yeah what what, where are these guys dead so not 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 real obviously no no i i I just that's great freeze up seven million i'm not sure i'm confident that they're gonna do it do anything proper with it Mm -hmm. like this i have never been this is the only front office of the three teams that i love that I'm just like, I don't even have to worry. You know, I, yes. I just, I just, yes. um, I told you before that I, uh, quick side note, I was, uh, I got, I got um, recruited for another job elsewhere. And I was going to use that as leverage towards my current job to get a big payday and, and a promotion. Uh, That's called asset management. So I was like, look, my argument to my current employer was like, look. You don't have to worry about me at all. I bet you I am one of the best employees here because you don't even have to fucking think about me. I just get my shit. You don't even, I'm not even on your mind. That is a good employee that you don't even have to worry. Shit just gets done. It's a working awesomer. That is how, I got the promotion by the way. That is how, (laughs) that is how I felt about the Raptors front office, Messiah and Bobby. I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to worry about any of the moves they make. Oh, they signed Otto Porter. He must have something that other teams don't see. It must be good. Oh, they're extending Boucher. Must have something that the teams don't see. And he's going to, he's going to kill it. 
oh, they, they got Thad? Mm, I think other teams missed out. Now, I have to think about it. You have to put every move under the microscope mm-hmm. like you do with the Blue Jays sometimes. And the Bills. Yeah. Too early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Leslie Fraser has not been fired yet, so I'm... Yeah, that's that's a little bit crazy. They're that's on that's my topic radar. for another day. <laughs> They're on my radar. He's got to go. Like, I, I can't. It's the first time I found myself saying, Masai, I got. Who am I? But as a fan, I got to I got to start asking questions. And yeah, we've always bought into trust in Masai and Masai. We trust. Just trust Masai. Trust the plan. And today at the deadline, you're like, ah, oh, I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> I, Correct. Because this doesn't make sense. I'd like to be wrong. I'd like in the summer to be like, ah, oh, fuck, I was just playing checkers. And here he is. Fucking playing chess. Getting shaky. just That's Alexander it. and beefing up this roster and That's this and it. that. Checkmate. Checkmate. I don't know. Like as of today, it's it's very hard to sit here and, and defend this front office. It is, and you and I are both massive proponents of everything that they do. Like you said, you don't have to worry about them. I felt the same way. Um, I still believe that Masai and Bobby are, and and the rest of that front office. I still believe that they are incredibly talented. That doesn't mean though that now i'm going to sit there and fully trust everything that they do right right Mm -hmm. i can still have confidence in the moves that they make but my degree of confidence is decreased Mm -hmm. it was like blind faith and now it's like okay sure but why now i gotta start asking the question yep why how does this make sense how does this fit what are they thinking about for the future What's their next move going to be? And I never asked that before, really, with them. And now I got to get to that. That, that kind of sucks. Like, it's it sucks. Like seeing yourself losing faith in your front office. I think that that sucks a little bit. I think what we're saying to put a bow on it, without you know, just to, what we are saying it. So I can't say say what I'm <laughs> saying. Um, it's okay to be disappointed and confused about what happened today and i'd even argue as we just you know to echo the sentiments that were just made it is okay to start questioning this front office and their moves and to not abide by the blind loyalty of trust them aside that doesn't mean you can't have faith in them mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't say i'm willing to give them a chance to turn this around in the offseason i'm willing to be proven wrong and i think that's where you and i are at I'm wi- i do not know better than them but given what we do know some things you can't reveal like we are going to side yaka pertle in the offseason i can't say that out loud Uh uh-huh you know because then it's tampering i'm i'm like i'm like 95 percent sure that that's what's going to happen sure i would be and and like you said for that deal to make any remote sense that has to happen which is why i think that's going to be the case but to be clear that does not mean it's a good deal (laughs) Yes, also true. Yes, it, it 
just putting that out there. Just because if they if and when they do re-sign Jakob Pertl, that does not mean the trade was a success. I just want to make that clear. It might be, but that alone does not checkmark success of the trade. Case in point, Jose Barrios for all my Blue Jays fans. Uh, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna be comeback player of the year. Okay, fair. My point is, it's okay to question it. It's okay to be disappointed. That does not make you a bad fan. That does not make you unappreciative of 2019. I can't stress that enough because if you go to Raptors Twitter, Raptors Reddit, it is a mess. And people, it's actually disgusting. It is gross, and it, I I I hate that you can't critique and evaluate moves or players without someone jumping down your throat saying think about what the all this the player has done for this organization that's great oh yeah i got i got criticized by saying i thought i was embarrassed by the raptors trade deadline for them standing pat i had people down my throat of course of course what do you what do you mean just because they didn't do the moves you want them to do doesn't mean that 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 they're not doing so blah, blah, blah. And i'm like oh my god this is why i take a break you're you're able to evaluate Holy fuck me, man! It was just—I I was like, I, I actually can't believe this place, dude. But yeah, I actually can't believe it. Saying that though, there are definitely a lot of very reasonable and respectable Raptors fans out there. But holy smokes, there are some that just have no idea what it means to go through something like this because they're hanging on to 2018-2019. That's it. That's it. And once once those players are gone, once that attachment is no longer there, I think we'll see a bit more of a sensible fan base, I would hope. It's like those people that constantly wear the championship ring all the time. Like, it's just... <laughs> like you. Guys. What? <laughs> Who put that on? I was like... Oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought I was tripping out. I was like, wait, why has he got that ring on? Uh, and then you won right into it. <laughs> anyways... You're able to evaluate your team. That does not mean you're a bad fan. That does not mean you're unloyal or unfaithful or you have a vendetta or you're a fake-ass bandwagon fan. No, it means you're you're actually being a thoughtful fan. I don't want to say smart fan because there are smart fans that actually agree with what happened today, So and that's yes. fine. But you're being a thoughtful fan for asking these questions. It's yes. okay. It's okay. So I just to all the people out there getting criticized questions, we're with you. At least I am. I know Connor is, so we are with you. It's okay, okay. You're 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 still team Raptor. You're, that means you're more you're more than you're more than welcome into the south of the six community here. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, is there anything that you would like to say to close this out? And um, also in addition to that, well, well let's uh, before we close it out. Where do you think the Raptors are finishing now? This. All said and done, end of the year, what is it, April, was that the 9th? 9th. Uh, April 9th he, is their last game. So what, what Yeah, April 9th against Milwaukee. Yeah, we end the season Boston, Boston, Milwaukee. Yeah, so April 10th, where are, they, where are they? Um, I think the Raptors will be ahead of the Bulls. So nine at least so far. Yeah, I think that the Raptors will be ahead of Brooklyn. So eight at least so far. Mm-hmm. I think that actually I don't know. Brooklyn Brooklyn has a pretty significant cushion with 20, 20 to twenty five games left. So maybe not. Um, they'll be ahead of the Knicks. Are you saying that for pure hatred, or do you believe it? 
I'll let I'll let you decide. I think it's pure hatred. It could be both. Um, I honestly I honestly don't think the Knicks are a good team. I, I actually truly okay. don't. Okay. Um, so yeah, give me uh seven. Give me seven. I I I think. I honestly think that Miami will drop, but I don't think that they'll drop enough for the Raptors to overtake them. Um, so I'll say I'll say seven. I'll say seven. So they're not going to drop enough for the Raptors to overtake them. They're in six, so that means the Raptors have to finish in eighth. Cur- well, no. I mean, oh, did I, oh, yeah, I didn't say Atlanta. Did I? No. No. Atlanta's still a good team, man. I don't know. I, I, I actually think Atlanta are a good team. Um, all things considered, I think yeah, I think Atlanta could take that like six, fifth, fifth or sixth spot. I think that I think Atlanta honestly might be able to jump Miami. I think Atlanta might finish fifth or sixth. To be completely honest, Miami or Atlanta will finish five six, and then I think Toronto will finish six, seventh. Seven, okay, mm-hmm. six at best. We'll say their floor is seven. Their ceiling is six. Their floor, I think their floor is eight. Okay. Um, because there could be another team that like I, I the Knicks are built enough of a cushion where I could see them still being ahead of the Raptors. So we're talking a plan. Yes. And if plan finish, for what? Yeah, if they finish eighth. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I I can't re- really remember how the play-ins thing works off the top of my head. I just remember if you play. So yeah, seven versus I think it's seven versus eight. Winner of that becomes a seven seed. Yep, and then and the winner of the nine versus ten game plays the loser of the seven eight game. Okay, yeah, that's how that's how it works. Off the top of my head, that's how it works. So if you win that seven versus eight game, you become the seven seed. So at that point, it doesn't really matter if you're seven or eight. If you're I not going to be six, you might as well just be eighth. Yeah, I think you just get home court if you're seven. Yeah. That's why I want them to be seven. Yeah, for home court. I agree. Yeah, um, I want them to be seven so they can go up against Milwaukee and get absolutely f- fucking pumped in five. We'll give them one game. Yeah, at least the atmosphere is fun, though. In both Sick. Milwaukee congrats. and Toronto. Yeah, um, yeah, at least the atmosphere is fun. Yeah, congrats. I love getting yeah. shit on by other teams. And you're going to get fucking dusted. Yeah. I Sick. think they finished seven. I think they yeah. finished seven. I think, I, think, I think seven is fair. I think seven is fair. Um, assuming health. I think yep. they finished seventh. Um, I think they get booted round one. I do. Yep. Seventh first round exit. Congrats. What a, what a successful season. Wow. So glad we didn't get any assets back for our expirings. Yeah. And not that far off from what happened last year. You didn't improve. In fact, you were worse. Yes. Um, and that's assuming you win your play-in. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, in the West... We well lightly touch on this. The Suns, I think the championship runs through Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's almost inevitable that you're going to see a Boston Phoenix finals. Uh, um, I don't know. You're right. It's going to be a Boston Sacramento. I knew I was <laughs> waiting for that one. Um, no, I don't know. I think I think that Phoenix's stock rises. I think the Dallas Mavericks stock also rises with the addition of Kyrie. I know that. Yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of him personally, but his game is undeniable. When he's on, he's on. Yeah, he looked good. Um, that's just that's just what he really wants to play. Uh, the stock of Dallas and Dallas and Phoenix rise. And the Clippers. Um, 
and the Clippers and the Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. I, I think don't... the Lakers had. I think the Lakers had the. You know, I, I I'm going to take the superstar moves out of the equation yes. that the Kyrie and the, and the KD. In terms of like smaller organic team building moves, I think the Lakers had the best trade deadline. I think they had the best trade deadline overall. Yeah, maybe they might have. You know, I, I think I think that Katie and Kyrie are massive additions you can't overlook. But um, the Lakers had a very very impactful and successful trade deadline. Rob Palenka, GM Saijiri today. I never thought I would say that. Yeah, he he did well getting rid of that Westbrook contract and getting and only paying one first for it too. Yep, and you uh, you basically have a complete team now. Yeah, there's LeBron has depth now. Yes. Yes, that's what I mean. You give that guy depth with a second option in AD, and in a third option between either you know D'Angelo or Rui Hachimura, who's actually looked somewhat decent for them too. You're getting Vanderbilt. You get Malik. Malik Beasley's a bucket getter. That guy mm-hmm. can score. Like this team's got some depth, man. Yeah, and poor Pat Bev. <laughs> yeah, I think he got bought out. So. Poor that's Pat unfor- he that's can't unfortunate. go back to Lakers, though. That's what sucks. Yeah, he's not going to go back. Uh, hey, look, he if if the Raptors actually want to make a playoff push, I don't know. I think he might be on the radar of the Raptors. He wouldn't buy in. I completely agree. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you if this is the direction that they're going in, and they're and I could see the Raptors potentially exploring the bio market. I mean, philosophically, he wouldn't buy. Yeah, it. no, no, I agree. Yeah, all right. But I, I could see, I could see them exploring the bio market mm. and looking at a guy like Pat Bev and saying, "Yeah, come on in, because we need that." I can see it, but I, I don't think he would. I'm just no. saying, I could see something like that. I still think Sacramento finishes ahead of the Lakers. That being said, uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's there. You know what? They're how many games ahead? I'm, I'm doing quick maths here. Six. six and a half six and a half um they probably do uh that's all that matters that was the bet that is that's all that, matters. that was the bet Fuck. that's all that matters um you're right it was the bet i would i would say that i do think that the lakers would be a scary playoff matchup for anybody yes yes because you're going up against lebron that's finally got depth and the 25 and 30 start from them is essentially out the window now. Yeah. Now you look and say, okay, from the trade deadline onwards, how are they performing? You take that record and that's their team. That's that's how that's how I'm looking at the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the West is really top heavy and the Clippers, like I said, got better. So yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to outcompete those top six teams because every single one of them got better. Even uh-huh. the Kings did and no you know joking around. They they made some small tinkering moves too. So they're gonna be still on there um and yep. so did golden state golden state got better as well they should have got og um, but yeah they Portland didn't, they didn't want to they didn't want to send the cum bucket our way yeah yes it's, it's facts it's facts um oh. pelicans though four pels they should have honestly i think that there are two teams that really three teams would have really benefited from og and that's memphis new orleans and golden state surprised that Memphis didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. I think. I think after you see the addition, the additions of KD and Kyrie, those two teams, in my opinion, are going to overtake Memphis. Yes. 
Yes. So now you fall from a second place team to a fourth to fifth place team. And that's a lot tougher of a road. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to run through one of Dallas, Phoenix or Denver in the second round. Now you're in trouble. Like, I, I think I think if you get OG, you can at least mitigate Kevin Durant that way. Yeah, you have an answer for KD. I don't think you have an answer for KD if you're Memphis. I think that that was a mistake that they didn't pull the trigger. Them more than anybody else, in my opinion. See, the Jazz have 17 firsts over the next six seasons. That's not bad. They, uh, are they, is Ainge the new Presti? Ainge was the original Presti, and then Presti became Ainge. I'm saying then, in quantity. Oh. No, Presti's going to get multiple firsts for Shea, and That's then he's going to say, "It's this is my turf, bitch. <laughs> I am the ass. <laughs> I am the ass. <laughs> uh, they're going to have, they're going to have a pick off. Oh man, fucking Ainge. All right. Um, race, race, race to 30 first round picks over the next, like, eight years classic all right um i got nothing else you got anything left in the tank you good no i'm i'm good i mean look the raptors are <laughs> they are what they are now uh you want to predict like games next sure time let's let's do it um i think we go into the all-star break so we have we have time which is we have three games yeah three games okay so we got utah detroit and orlando Win-win. um give me wins on all of them um they are they're all at home um they'll they'll take they'll take wins against all three i think 3 p.m on super bowl sunday raptors man you are fucking just yeah raptors against against the green against detroit pistons on super bowl sunday at 3 p.m must watch uh going against the green toronto you're just not only are we not gonna make moves 3 p.m super bowl my my league that I'm a GM in for the Call of Duty League did not schedule games on Super Bowl of Sunday. Of course you didn't. Of course you did. Do you watch The Last of Us? Have you watched that yet? Uh, yes. They're they're releasing it early on Friday. I know on Friday. <laughs> I know. Hey, The Last of Us, incredible show. Are you watching that? Oh yeah. So so good. So I played through the video games. I watched it. Yeah. I watched the cut scenes and they made it into oh, a movie on yeah. YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah, the the video game when I was playing through it, I, I both because there's two of them. Yeah, the video games are incredible, and I just I just remember sitting there going, "This is if if someone were to ever take a video game and really put serious backing and money behind it for a story, this is the one." Yeah, and it is honestly, it is incredible. It's I'm very good. Yeah, I'm so happy that HBO picked that. As soon as HBO picked it up, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Yeah, because HBO doesn't miss. They they really don't. Netflix is like, uh, Netflix is hit or miss. Yeah. Netflix can make some good stuff, but but HBO, they know they know how to make shows, man. They, they really do. do. Um, do. but yeah, win win win. Um, yeah, stupid that they have it on Super Bowl Sunday. Not watching. I'll just box score watch. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And then we head into the All Star break. Um, that being said, schedule wise. Uh, All-Star game is the week and before the 23rd. So what is that? Right? The 18th, yeah, the 18th of um, that February. Weekend? Yeah, so February 17th weekend. is Friday. So 17th, 18th, 19th. Yeah, and then we they don't have a game until the 23rd. So yeah. let's resume after that. Is that cool yeah. 
Uh, that works for me. Okay. All right. Uh, that being said, we appreciate you listening. Please let us know what you thought about the Raptors trade deadline. Are you disappointed? Are you satisfied? Are you happy about it? Are you sad about it? Let us know. Get your get your feelings off your chest, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll absorb them. Um, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on all your favorite podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast fix from, we are there. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show a lot. If you are not following us on Twitter, we are at South of the Six with six spelled the letter, sorry, the number six and the letters I-X. I am at Adam Corsair. He is at Connor Chambers, and we are done. We will see you next time. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.